0: All right, I want you to turn to two passages of scripture, Isaiah 14 and Ezekiel 28. So we'll begin in Isaiah 14 and we'll flip over to Ezekiel 28. We're in a series called Living in His Presence. And last week the title of the message was His Presence and we talked about the difference between the omnipresence of God and the manifest presence of God. This week, uh, you may kind of wonder where I'm going, it'll be a little different, but the title of the message is His Instruments. His Instruments. And I'm gonna talk about instruments, not just us as instruments, but musical instruments. And I don't know if you've ever thought about how much of a part music plays in our culture and in our society and around the world, and how much of a part music is in our worship services and worship to God. And so we're gonna talk about instruments and I'm gonna take you back and give you a little bit of history, biblical history about instruments, all right? So here's my, I have three questions for you. Here's the first question, why did Satan fall? Most believers know that Satan is an angel but he is a fallen angel and he fell from heaven and a third of the angels fell with him. But why did he fall? In one word, if you were to say one word, why, why did he fall? Now, you might use the word pride, and that's a good word. But actually, I believe that the one word to describe why Satan fell is worship. And I want to show it to you in Scripture. In Isaiah chapter 14, beginning in verse 12, how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. Now, before we go on, let me just say, you're going to see what uh, we theologians would call the five I wills of Satan. Things, the five things that he said in his heart that caused him to fall from heaven. Um, all of these, though, have to do, I want you to watch, it will, it will, act, it will probably just blow you away, all of them have to do with being lifted up or exalted, which would be worship. We praise the one who is the most high. All of these have to do with worship. So watch how many of these words have to do with being lifted up or exalted or high or above, all right? So verse 13, for you, talking to Lucifer now, you have said in your heart, I will ascend. Now that's go up, I wanna go up, higher into heaven. Remember, he was already in heaven. He wanted to go higher into heaven. I will exalt, there's a word to talk about being lifted up, exalt my throne above, not below, above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount. The mount would be the highest part of a mountain. The mount of the congregation on the farthest sides of the north, north is up on on a map. Verse 14, I will ascend, that's go up, above the heights, that's high, of the clouds. Clouds are up, they're high. And then notice the word he uses to refer to God, because we're talking about being high or up or lifted up or exalted. I will be like the most high. He didn't say the most holy, which he could have said, or the most loving or the most compassionate or the most just, he decides to use the word high. I will be like the most high. Watch God's response, verse 15. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol to the lowest depths, opposite of heights, of the pit. Satan wanted to be lifted up. He wanted to be exalted. He wanted to be, if you want to just put it straight out, he wanted to be worshiped he wanted to be God he wanted to be like God he wanted people to draw attention to him he wanted people to honor him as you probably heard theologians say or pastors say we're all born with an Adamic nature Uh, Adamic means like Adam a nature like Adam's Uh, I don't want to disappoint you, we were born with an Adamic nature, but if you want me to go a little bit farther, Adam was not the original sinner, Satan was. Again, I know this is going to be tough, you didn't come to church to hear this, but you were actually born with a satanic nature. Isn't that great for the pastor to tell you that? (laughs) We were born with a nature that wanted to be lifted up, wanted wanted to be exalted. We wanted people to look at us, wanted people to talk about us, Want people to compliment us. It, that, that's, that's our old nature. And you're looking at me like, hmm, I don't know, okay. I'll prove it to you since you asked. <laughs> One simple question, who's the first person you look for in a group picture? <laughs> huh? And if you don't look good, the whole picture's bad. Don't look at that picture. That's a bad picture. That's a bad picture. (laughs) Satan always wants to turn the conversation to himself. Did you realize Jesus always turned the conversation to his Father or the Holy Spirit? Always. They said to Jesus, well, we love the miracles that you do. And he said, I don't do anything unless I first see the Father do it. They said, well, um, okay, we love the teachings that you give. I don't say anything unless I first hear the Father say it. Well, the works that you do are great. Well, the one coming after me is going to do greater works. He just always turned that attention. The more, listen, the more you become like Christ, the more you turn the conversation to Christ and others and off of yourself. So Satan started out, before we were even created, wanting to be worshipped. You know, it's great about the Bible because we not only have the beginning of the book, the first book, we have the end of the book. Satan, even in the end, still wants to be worshiped. Revelation 13, four, so they worship the dragon. Now, I didn't give you this scripture, but I, I'll just give it to you if you want it for your notes. Revelation 12, nine tells you who the dragon was. That old serpent called the devil and Satan. That's, that's so Satan's the dragon. Now watch, Revelation 13, four. So they worshiped the dragon, they worshiped. They worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast and they worshipped the beast saying, who is like the beast and who is able to make war with him? I just want you to notice what they said. Who is like the beast and who is able to make war with him? That should jump out at you because those are lines from Old Testament songs about God. Who is like our God? and who is able to make war with him. And here in the end times, we have people singing that about Satan. Satan's plan has been and is and will be in the future to steal worship from God. Uh, Matter of fact, this is amazing to me, he actually tried to get Jesus to worship him. Matthew 4, verses 8 and 9, again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down. Now, underline fall down, it's important. I'll tell you why in a moment. And worship me. That's amazing. (laughs) He even tried to get Jesus. If you don't think he wants worship, he tried to get Jesus to worship him. But I want you to notice how he phrased it if you will fall down and worship me. Listen to me carefully. Worship is always expressed. Always. See, he didn't just say if you'll worship me, he said if you'll fall down. The reason worship is always expressed is because worship is love, and love is always expressed. You have to express your love. The reason I'm saying this is because there are many people that will come to church and not express their worship. Men. And they say things like this, well I'm just not an expressive person. But Sunday night when the cowboys come on, and some big guy carries a pig across a chalk line, and you start going, whoo! Don't tell me you're not expressive. Or if you find that cute little girl that you wanna spend the rest of your life with, you'll become expressive all of a sudden. I remember one time, one of our pastors here on staff, this was before he was on our staff, he was pastoring another church and he and I traveled together a lot and did prophetic ministry. And we went to real small churches this was years and years ago over 20 years ago probably maybe 25 and so we go to small churches and sometimes we'd stay in homes because they couldn't afford a hotel room and and then if we did stay in a hotel room you know we stayed in the same room because they could only afford one and and we'd get the one with the two queen beds you know and I I remember one time we had been ministering in a church we were sharing a hotel room I went in to brush my teeth get ready for bed you know and uh he he called his wife this was back before we had cell phones so he's on the sitting on the edge of the bed on the hotel phone, you know? And uh, I finished brushing my teeth, getting ready for bed, and I came out of the room, and he didn't know I was there. He was talking to his wife. We'd been gone five days. And this is what he said. Baby. (laughs) Your man's coming home. He's, mm-hmm, yeah, I love you too. Yes, I do. I do. Yes, I do. And then he noticed out of the corner of his eye. Okay, I'll see you tomorrow. He was fine expressing his love until there was another man there. Can I just say it one more time? Men, your kids are watching you. When you come to church, they need to see that a real man expresses his love. They need to see that. So why did Satan fall? He fell because he wanted to be worshiped. Here's number two. Who created instruments? Well I want you to know that Satan did not create instruments but God created instruments. And I'm gonna show you something shocking. Right there in Isaiah 14, we started at verse 12 a moment ago. This is talking to Lucifer, no doubt about it. Look at verse 11. It says your pomp is brought down to Sheol and the sound of your stringed instruments. Look, look, there it is, right in your Bible. (laughs) And the sound of your stringed instruments, some versions say harps, brought down the shield. Now look at Ezekiel 28, just go over something because I want you just to remember stringed instruments. Try to remember that. The prophecy talking about Satan talked about his stringed instruments. And then he fell because he wanted to be worshiped. Ezekiel 28, this is a prophecy given to a man. So was Isaiah 14, by the way. Isaiah 14, verse four says, you'll take up this proverb against the king of Babylon. And yet we know he was talking to Lucifer. It's it's common in Bible language to talk to the spirit behind the man. As a matter of fact, there's a very famous time when that happened, you already know about it. Jesus spoke to a man, but he was talking to Satan. Remember? He said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. Okay, so this is talking to the king of Tyre, but it's talking to Lucifer, and you'll know for sure it's talking to Satan. You'll be able to tell for sure. Ezekiel 28, look at verse 11. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre, and say to him, thus says the Lord God, you were the seal of perfection. Okay, this is talking about Lucifer before the fall. Not talking about the king of Tyre, watch. Full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. And here's how you know for sure. It's all about Lucifer. Verse 13. You were in Eden, the garden of God. Okay, just so you know, biblically, historically speaking here, this is the king of Tyre lived 3,400 years after Eden, the garden of God. You were in Eden, the garden of God. The king of Tyre was not in Eden. There were four persons in Eden. Adam, Eve, God, and Satan. You were in Eden, the garden of God, watch. Every precious stone was your covering, the sardius, topaz, diamond, beryl, onyx, and jasper, sapphire, turquoise, and emerald with gold. The workmanship, we'll come back to this later, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created not born created now watch verse 14 you were the anointed cherub who covers look at me just for a moment what's a cherub an angel and an anointed angel who covered or who had authority there, there are three Archangels or ruling angels in heaven Michael Gabriel and Lucifer of course Lucifer fell let's keep going here let's, let's You were an anointed angel who covered, who who had authority. I established you, you were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you. That's Satan. By the abundance of your trading, I'll come back and explain the word trading, you became filled with violence within and you sinned, therefore I cast you. Satan's the one that got kicked out of heaven. I cast you as a profane thing out of the mountain of God and I destroyed you, O covering cherub, angel, from the midst of the fiery stones. Okay, this is talking about Lucifer. Um, He says, the reason you were kicked out is because of your trading. Old King James says merchandising. Let me explain to you what this word means from the Hebrew. Um, Let's just say that I owned a, a men's clothing store and Pastor Todd uh, worked for me at the the men's clothing store, and you came in to buy a suit, and you got fitted for a suit, and he said that'd be $300, and you gave him three $100 bills, he put $200 bills in the cash register, and he put a $100 bill in his pocket. That's merchandising. That's what this Hebrew word means. It means that he's not the owner of the store. that money does not rightfully belong to him, it belongs to the owner of the store. It was only supposed to pass through his hands and yet he reached out and grabbed some of it. That is exactly what Satan did. Satan was the worship leader in heaven before the fall and the worship was supposed to pass through his hands to the rightful owner and he reached out and took some of it and when he did, it was a cosmic violation and immediately he was kicked out of heaven because God is the only one worthy to be worshiped. And the reason I say he was the worship leader is because he was created with instruments. Remember, I said there are three archangels, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. There are three pillars on which the church is built, the Word, prayer, and worship. Every time we come together as a congregation, we're gonna have worship, we're gonna pray, and we're gonna have the Word, right? When you have a quiet time, you should have worship, you should pray, and you should read the Word. When you look at these three archangels, Uh, When you look at Michael, every time you see Michael in scripture, he's answering prayer. Daniel chapter 10, he, he comes to answer the prayer of Daniel. Help the prayer get through. So he's answering prayer. He rules over prayer. Every time you see Gabriel in scripture, he's bringing the word of the Lord. He brought the word of the Lord to Mary, the mother of Jesus. He brought the word of the Lord to Zacharias, the father of John the Baptist. He brings the word of the Lord. So Michael rules over prayer, Gabriel over the word, Lucifer used to rule over worship but he got kicked out. And here's how I know a rule over worship. You remember Isaiah 14, said, the sound of your stringed instruments. And look at verse 13 of Ezekiel 28. It says, the workmanship of your timbrels and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. The workmanship of your timbrels and pipes. Okay, this is easy to figure out what the first word means, timbrels. What would be an English word for a timbrel? A tambourine, you've seen them. a tambourine. A timbrel is a percussion instrument. That's what it means here. Pikes means wind instruments. Pikes, something you blow through to make a sound, like a clarinet, or a flute, or a trumpet. Now listen, here we have in Isaiah 14, strings, and here in Ezekiel 28, it says the workmanship of your percussion instruments and your wind instruments were created, were prepared for you on the day you were created. Now I don't know if you ever thought about this, but you have all three of those instruments in you. And those are the three classifications, all instruments fall into one of those three classifications, all instruments. All instruments are they're either strings, percussion, or wind. All instruments and wind, we divide between uh, brass and reed but it's still wind, you have to blow through it to make, it, make a sound. But all instruments, all of them either have strings or they're percussion or they're wind. And you were created, Satan was created with all three of those instruments in him. You saw it, Isaiah 14, Ezekiel 28, the sound of your stringed instruments and the workmanship of your timbrels and your pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created. But I'm telling you, you have all three of those instruments in you. You have percussion instruments. I'm pretty good at that. Okay. You have percussion. You say, okay, let me think about the other strings. Oh, I have vocal cords. You have strings in your throat, right? And you think, well, what about wind? Well, how do those strings operate? How do those chords operate? They operate when wind passes over them. Oh, that's pretty good, isn't it? (laughs) Now you see why I don't sing on the worship team because the the rest of the worship team would just, they'd just be so intimidated, you know, they'd just. (laughs) Wasn't that funny. (laughs) (laughs) All right, it might have been. (laughs) Listen to me. I want you to catch this. Satan was created with instruments, but he fell. And then God created you with instruments. That's amazing to me. There's more that happens when musical instruments are played and we sing than what you think. Let me just read you a couple of scriptures. 1 Chronicles 13:8. David and all of Israel played music before God with all their might, with singing, on harps, on stringed instruments, there are strings, on tambourines, there's percussion, on cymbals, percussion, and with trumpets, there are wind instruments. Here's an amazing verse, 1 Chronicles 25.1, Moreover, David and the captains of the army separated for the service some of the sons of Asaph, of Heman, and of Juduthan, who should prophesy with harps, stringed instruments, and cymbals. Listen, David taught his music- musicians how to prophesy on their instruments. And here's an amazing one, 2 Chronicles 5, 13 and 14, Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeteers and the singers were as one and you've probably experienced this in a worship service, to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord, that when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever, that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud so that the priest could not continue ministering because of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord filled the house of God. Let it be. Let it be. That's what we want to see in church. We want to see God's glory fill the house of God. And it happens when you worship and praise him with instruments. Instruments are more important than you think. When I was at uh, Shady Grove Church, there was a young lady that she was invited by her uh, by a guy that, uh, I mean, a a lady that she worked with to church and so she came during worship. She got so convicted because she could sense the presence of the Lord. And so at the end of the service, when the time was given to come forward and give your life to the Lord or have prayer for something, she, she got saved. She goes home, she's living with a guy who played an instrument in a rock band and she said to the guy, and she's living with him, she said, I'm moving out. He said, why are you moving out? She said, I got saved today. He said, what do you mean you got saved? She told him about it. And no one had to tell her that living together before marriage was a sin. She just got saved. She just knew this is not right. Never been to church. He'd never been to church. She said, I got saved. I'm moving out. He said, well, I want to get saved too. And he really did. It wasn't because he wanted her to stay. He he said, I've been looking for God my whole life. So she said, okay, you come to church with me this next week. And she didn't quite understand. She said, now you're going to feel God's presence in worship. And then they're going to say, and this is the way she thought of it, if you're a visitor, you know, then come down and accept Jesus. So they go, and during worship, he started getting sick. This is, I heard him share this testimony in a small group. He said, I started getting physically sick. And he said, he said I, I remember thinking, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up right down the back of this lady in front of me. It's going to hit her in the back of the head, and it's going to go down her dress. And that's what he was thinking. And he said to his girlfriend, he said, I have to leave. I'm sick. Here's what she said. She's been saved one week. She said, it's the devil. Shut up. (laughs) And he said he actually thought, I think she's right. I think it's the devil trying to keep me from getting saved. And he said, the presence of God was so strong, I wanted to get saved, I wanted to get saved. And all I can remember her saying was, visitors, when they, when they, when they ask the visitors to come forward, then you go forward. And we had a guest speaker that day, so Pastor Olin wasn't preaching, so he decided to do you know, the welcome and introduce the guest speaker. So he gets up and says, I wanna welcome all the visitors. This guy heard the word visitor, got up and walked down to the front. <laughs> and he's standing at the altar Standing there, everybody else is seated. Pastor Olin said, "Uh, "Hey." He said, "Hey." He said, "Uh, "Can I help you?" And the guy said, "Yes, I'm a visitor." (laughs) Pastor Olin said, "Well, um, great. Um, We're glad to have you." He said. Is there something else I can do for you? Now, this is the way he thought. He thought members were saved and visitors weren't. You know, that's what he thought. And so he was kind of a little little perturbed with Pastor Olin for not saying. He said, yes, he said, I'm a visitor. I'm going to hell. I need to be saved. I'm a visitor. (laughs) And Pastor Olin said, "Um, why don't y'all sing another song? Let me visit with this young man. And he led him to Christ right there because of the presence of God. That's what we're talking about. So why'd Satan fall? He fell because of worship. Who created instruments? God created instruments in Lucifer and then after Lucifer fell, he created them in you. And here's point number three. What what did God do? What did God do? Well, he did probably a little more than you think he did. Genesis one verse two is a real strange verse. Doesn't seem to go with Verse 1 doesn't seem to go with verse 3. Lots of theories about it. One called the gap theory. But it just doesn't go at all because this is what it says. It says the, the earth, it says God created the heavens and the earth, but then says the earth was without form and void and darkness covered it. Okay, most theologians believe that that is when God threw Satan to the earth. And Satan brought, without form in the Hebrew means chaos. He brought chaos. Void means emptiness. He brought emptiness, and of course he brought darkness. So he brought chaos and emptiness and darkness. Let me tell you what God did. God said, let's take care of these three things. First of all, let there be light. And the first thing he did was he dispersed and dispelled the darkness. He said, let there be light. And then he said, let's bring some form. Let's have a light at day and a light at night, and let's put some stars in the sky, and let's have some land and some sea, and he began to bring form to the earth. And then he said, let's fill this emptiness. And he created plants, and mountains, and trees, and flowers, and then he created living creatures, and birds that sing, and animals, and he created all, and he brought fullness to the emptiness. He took care of the darkness, he took care of the chaos, and he took care of the emptiness. There was one thing missing, and I think it went something like this. I think Lucifer said to him, yeah, you got all this, but who's gonna give you praise? Who's gonna give you honor? Who's gonna give you glory? Who's gonna be your worship leader now? And God reached down, grabbed a handful of dirt, squeezed it, blew in it, and said, that is my new worship leader. That's my worship leader. And furthermore, Satan, that is gonna crush your head. Only one problem, Satan showed up to the new worship leaders who also had instruments in them and said the exact same thing that caused Satan to fall. He said, you can be like God. Remember what he said in Isaiah 14? I'm gonna be like the most high. And Adam and Eve bought it. And chaos and emptiness and darkness came back into the world. But 2,000 years ago, God said again, let there be light and sent His Son into the world. The light of the world. God created you in His image. And He created you with instruments to worship and to praise the Lord. And I'm telling you, when you worship Him and you praise Him and you use your instruments, the glory of the Lord will fill this house and your house and this house. Instruments are much, much more important than you think. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. And every week we we just simply say to the Lord, Lord, what are you saying through this message to me? I want you to just take a moment. And I want you to just ask the Lord, Lord, what are you saying through this message to me? Are you expressing your love to Jesus? Not just on the weekends, but I'm talking about even on the weekends. When we come together to worship and praise the Lord, If you think the message is the highlight of the service, you're missing it. The highlight of the service is when God shows up. And God shows up when we worship and praise him with the instruments that he gave us and created in us. And if you need the glory of the Lord on Monday and on Tuesday and on Wednesday, he gave you instruments that go with you everywhere you go. If you'll just take a few minutes and use the instruments that God gave you and worship and praise him. The glory of the Lord will fill your house. We wanna pray for you. Every campus, every overflow service, if you're going through any type of difficulty, and all of us go through difficulty, we need prayer. Remember I said worship, the word, and prayer. The three pillars of the church. If you need prayer, for any area of your life, don't ever leave church without getting prayer. And You don't have to be a member of Gateway Church if you need prayer. And there's some of you here that you need to give your life to Jesus. You know you do, or you need to give your life back to God. So if you need prayer for any area of your life, finances, health, family, friends, relationships, whatever it is, if you need prayer for any area of your life, We're going to have one more worship song during that worship song we'll all stand at every campus and when we stand there are going to be leaders at the front of the campus uh, at the south lake campus in the balcony there'll be leaders by every exit if you need prayer for any area of your life come to one of the leaders let us pray for you let god cement in you today what he spoke to you through this message Holy Spirit, I pray that you'll give courage to every person at every campus who needs prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.